0: listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic.
1: And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it.
0: We want to prove that no matter who you are,
1: or how much education you have,
0: with a little help from the internet,
1: anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world.
0: Zach, first order of business, gotta remind the people that if they give us a five star review, we want to send them a t-shirt. If you forgot what we're talking about, please go back and listen to the Tulip episode. There's about 25 minutes in the beginning where we discuss our <laughs> strategy. But yeah, just go on iTunes, give us a five star review, send us an email or a DM on Instagram, and let us know that you did it. Give us an address, and we'll send you a shirt.
1: Yeah. And if we're all out of shirts, maybe we will send you a uh, postcard from Hollywood Boulevard or yeah. something
0: equally, equally as exciting. dumb. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So yeah. uh yeah, I don't know. Cool. If there's shirts left, go grab one.
0: Yeah, do it. Tell us your size and we'll let you know if that's possible. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now that that's done.
1: How you doing, lady?
0: Uh, <sighs> pretty good. Pretty good.
1: Your brain is your brain warmed up?
0: It's very warm. It's very warm. I've been working on finals. Finals time. I know. April is finals time.
1: Crunch time. Okay. Crunch well, time. I've got a um I've got what I hope is a an interesting episode. I'm certainly interested in it. Uh, it's kind of weird.
0: Okay. It's a little I like weird maybe,
1: stuff. Maybe uh controversial?
0: Oh no. What is so
1: it? have you of course you have. Hmm. But have you heard the thing about how like England sent all of their criminals to Australia?
0: Oh, kind of.
1: I want to know about that.
0: Oh man. What actually okay.
1: happened? What is the truth behind that? Was this like you know, two ships over the course of 10 years and then it just like blew up into this whole thing that everyone talks about? Or was it like, no, for 200 years, like when you got convicted of a felony, you know, or their equivalent of a felony, they shipped you to Australia. Let's find out.
0: I would say definitely not that.
1: I agree. But what is the truth to it? I'm curious.
0: You know, Georgia is like that too here
1: uh no i don't think i've ever heard that yeah
0: georgia was like a prison colony (laughs) really yeah it's not funny but it but yeah that's where i didn't laugh you did i know i'm yelling at myself (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah that and you know i i don't know why they call it that maybe it's just the only place where they had a prison or something but yes mm -hmm, that's part of our history as well
1: yeah and if you are not in america and this is new to you or if god forbid you're in australia hearing this and you've never heard this before i'm sorry but this is something that people say over here at least um
0: yeah i've definitely heard that and i have not really thought about it so we'll look into it yeah i'm
1: sure it's not true
0: already i mean
1: i'm sure it's not i'm saying i'm sure it's obvious that it's not like everyone in australia is the descendant of a british criminal that's of course yeah but yeah let's find out about how many criminals were sent to australia
0: so I have and the when. task of studying this for 30 minutes. I'm already stressed out about what we're going to call it. So I'm going to put that on you to figure out a title for this.
1: Um, I think this one would be suitable for a question as the title. Maybe something along, along the England lines of... Did England
0: send all its criminals to Australia?
1: Perfect. Yeah. I mean, right. that's it. That's what we're asking. That's what we're going to answer, hopefully.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we find out the answer is no, maybe we'll say England did not send all its criminals to Australia. Yeah. All right. I think that's fair. We'll find out.
1: I'm very excited to hear what you found. Alright,
0: so a couple prefaces, let's say. Number one, most importantly, it's true. (laughs) It's a true thing that happened, which is good, so we don't have to end the podcast right now.
1: Oh, thank goodness.
0: Number two, it's not a good thing because it's just, you know, we we do a lot of episodes on history, we learn about history, and unfortunately you realize that when you're learning about history, a lot of it includes, you know, bad things, like real bummer information all the time. And this one in particular, it's just like double bummer. It's so heavy because it involves not only incarceration like throwing people in prison which is you know not a happy topic and 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 as as we'll see it's like particularly not a great situation here Uh and then of course colonization and displanting indigenous people so there's a lot going on here so it was pretty heavy studying this um it's not a happy part of history but it's an important thing to learn about so i think um yeah, let's learn about it, right? Okay.
1: Yeah, let's. So, uh, I mean, I won't interview you, but you can you can begin. Where does it start? I guess.
0: Well, it starts in the like seventeen hundreds, eighteenth century England. We're, we'll we'll start there. So that is we're in industrial revolution time, right? Yeah. So the industrial revolution basically created a whole generation masses of urban poor so this is people who moved from farms to the cities to try and work and there's you know they're even if they are working in factories and things we know that the conditions are horrific they're getting paid nothing the children are working as well like it's bad right? bad 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 times so basically because of these horrible conditions in this terrible time crime in england Sword at this time people needed needed to steal to survive you know they couldn't eat they couldn't feel feed their family maybe they had didn't have safe places to live like if you if you create a society which creates you know a whole mass of really marginalized poor people crime will increase if sure. you have yeah, everything yeah. you need in life you don't need to be a criminal you're cool so um so all of a sudden there's this huge influx of criminal or not influx but like creation of criminals in England criminals could mean something as small as like someone who just stole food or something like that but criminals
1: yeah. I mean that's probably the majority right?
0: yeah, honestly it is so uh, it, within England their prisons reached capacity so they didn't they didn't know where to put people and so they started putting them on ships that they called hulks that uh that's the word that i saw everywhere they called them hulks and they were just disused ships ships that couldn't sail anymore so for they're just sitting reason. there in the yeah, harbor they're just or sitting wherever. in the harbor floating in the harbor so they just turned these ships into prisons so if you went to prison maybe you went onto this ship called a hulk uh they were they were big ships but just like horrific conditions in there a lot of people didn't even have room to stand up where they were being oh, held. That sucks. Um, they held up to like three hundred people on one. They were fed terribly, obviously, because they're trying to keep it cheap. Yeah. Um, and then right now, this like hit me so hard in COVID times. Uh, thinking about diseases, how quickly disease spreads in that kind of environment. First of all, you're so close together, and second of all, there's no hygiene there's no airflow. It's
1: probably so damp and like wet and moldy and yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's just awful. So, uh, out of 6,000 convicts who I guess this is over a period of time who were on these hulks, uh, nearly 2,000 of them died. Dang. Mainly from typhoid and cholera. So they used the hulks because the prisons filled up. Then the Hulks filled up because they, like I said, like everything's terrible, mm-hmm. so everyone's becoming a criminal. So they have to do something else. So England had this great idea of let's just ship our criminals out around the world let's just get rid of them get them out of England we don't have space for them
1: like to other co- like was Australia a colony of England or was it simply just like put them on a ship and set course for who gives an f where no, and just get two, them out of here
0: two colonies so uh something we alluded to in the intro Australia is not the first place they did this here is the first place they did this we aka the United States, we're getting all of England's criminals. The only reason they stopped bringing them here was because of the Revolutionary War. Oh,
1: dang. Yeah.
0: And so, I mean, maybe, obviously, after that, we were like, we're not, you can't just ship your criminals here anymore. We have nothing to do with you anymore. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Wait, so stopped. is that what you were talking about with Georgia? In yeah, the
0: I didn't look into it specifically, but I remember that from, like, U.S. history, learning that Georgia was a, quote-unquote, prison colony.
1: I didn't realize you meant... Prisons, prisoners from England. I thought I d- you meant like in the U.S. Prisoners. I
0: didn't mean that. I didn't know that. Oh, I, okay. I knew that. I knew it was a prison colony, but I, but I didn't know that they were from England. And again, I didn't look into it and research it right now. So it's possible that it was from here and England, or mostly here. I'm not sure, but um, but I did see that that England was was shipping their convicts here. That uh-huh. was their first solution and then once they were not able to do that anymore they had to switch it up and so they had it seems like recently quote-unquote discovered whatever landed on australia and they said all right we'll send them there instead so this is,
1: that is so far from england
0: i know like, i know
1: it, it, honestly can you get further on earth
0: Think I don't. Of it. Yeah, I don't no know. Especially cuz you have to you go, go around things. Yeah, that's there's insane. no direct route. Yeah, it is crazy. So obviously this so at this time it was things law was a lot more ruthless than it is now. Even though law feels pretty ruthless now too. Um a lot of things were punishable by death. So crimes like murder and rape were generally punishable by death so they weren't going to get shipped out because they were just going to get killed in england Uh so um i saw in some places that maybe this shipping actually alleviated some of these barbaric conditions because people were like okay well it it could have been that they were motivated to keep instituting the death penalty because they just felt like we don't have anywhere to put people, so uh-huh. it's better off yeah. to just kill them. And now that they have an option, it was like, okay, well, maybe we can not kill them, just sentence them to a long prison sentence. But um, but in general, the people being shipped out were not these kinds of super violent criminals. They were petty offenses. They were things, like I said, like, like stealing stealing anything more than one shilling, which was an average day's wage, cutting down a tree in an orchard, stealing (sighs) livestock. Literally, these are the kinds of things that would get you shipped from England to Australia.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: You steal a chicken because your family is starving, and the next thing you know... You're shipped to Australia, and this isn't now. Or where because you're like, you oh, just, I'll just hate time you.
1: it doesn't even have to be a sympathetic reason for right. your yeah. starving family. It's exactly. just like yeah, a small crime like that is yes, that's an extreme it's punishment for something
0: insanely extreme. So that's what's going on. They can't send them here, so they're sending them to Australia in in 1770. I guess is about when they had. I don't know if that's when they got to Australia or that's when they had kind of mapped it out, figured out the different spots, and so. It was perfect timing, you know, Revolutionary Wars, right? Coming around the corner. Uh And so they decided that despite the fact that Australia is inhabited by human beings, indigenous people who have been there for 60,000 years. Was
1: it just indigenous people at that point? Yeah. Okay.
0: And because it's I don't know anything
1: about the history of Australia. I know there are indigenous people, but I don't know when it... You know, where they started building cities and stuff as, like that.
0: Yeah this this is this is the beginning as okay. far as I saw. Um, so these
1: are the first white people colonizers to, yes. to show up there. Mm-hmm.
0: And so they said, this is the perfect dumping ground for our excess criminals. This will be great. <laughs> um, and then, as you said, Australia is significantly further away than America. So America, man, I didn't look it up, but. None of us really take ships from Europe to America anymore, but we can imagine what it might be like uh getting from Australia to getting from England to Australia is now an 8 month 10,000 mile boat trip.
1: Are you kidding? 8 months? Yeah,
0: that's what it was taking them. I mean, now Wait, maybe what? you could get there quicker now.
1: Yeah, that's well, that's that sounds insane to me.
0: No, it takes a while. You're in a boat and it's a big boat. Maybe the wind is not good one day. I don't know. Yeah, that's I don't wild. Know about 8 boats.
1: months. I thought for sure you were going to say like like 6 weeks or something.
0: Oh no. Oh no, no. No, it takes a long time. So, the first Australian convicts arrived in 1788. So, this is part of a 1500 person group. That included military, civilians, and convicts. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this this felt like it's part of a larger colonization plan. Right. You know what I yeah, mean? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just send, send our criminals and then <laughs> leave them and do nothing. Like, we're going to go colonize Australia, and this is part of it. So this man named Admiral Arthur Phillip founded the penal colony of New South Wales, on January 26th, 1788. And that is the day called Australia's National Day. It's either called Australia Day or Invasion Day, depending on your perspective. Um but that's like the founding of Australia.
1: That's really crazy.
0: You know, white Australia. You said like 1786? 88. Yeah, uh, that's wild. Um
1: yeah. so you said it was part of a larger colonization plan. Did they... Hey, you'll get there, actually. I'm probably jumping ahead.
0: What? What do you want to ask? I was
1: going to ask, were, did, were they taking these prisoners over there to use them as labor? To, yes. like, build? I was just about okay. to say
0: that. They are slaves. Yeah. <laughs> they're essentially slaves. They just are straight-up slaves because they're imprisoned. They don't have... Rights and freedoms of their own. And as soon as they got there, it was like, okay, how do we put you to work? And they would assess people's skills, whatever kinds of skills they had, and utilize those skills and make them do stuff. Um, so, yes, absolutely uh just for some perspective there were of so i said it was like 1500 people total uh 736 of them were convicts mm-hmm. who came over and of those convicts 48 of them died on the on way the trip. yeah mm-hmm. which honestly was like good for the time because it, that's yeah. how awful the conditions were
1: um how i mean i don't know enough about this but like how do you even go out with that much how do you have enough food and water for everybody? For- I think that's
0: part of the problem. Is like you don't. It's yeah, just I'm surprised horrifying. more people didn't
1: die on this. Yeah, trip.
0: no, they said that was like a pretty good, um, a pretty good number. And then uh, just to give you some perspective of some of the people who came over on that group, mm-hmm. the convicts. One was a 70 year old named Elizabeth Beckford, given seven years for stealing a wheel of cheese. Another was an eleven-year-old named James Grace who uh, stole some ribbon, and another was a <laughs> nine-year-old named John wow. Hudson who was a chimney. First of all, he already had a job; he was a chimney sweep, and he again, like some kind of common larceny. So these are the kinds that of people that are being. That is insane that, that being, they were sentencing
1: yeah. little kids.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and a seventy-year-old woman. Like it's just just to put in perspective, like. You know, I, I'm using the word convict. I'm trying to use the word convict as opposed to criminal sometimes. But ju- just to keep in mind, what are we talking yeah, about Yeah, these aren't
1: here? all 32-year-old murderers.
0: No, most of them are not. Right. So what were the conditions when they got there? Not surprisingly... They were terrible. Yeah, I mean, like, they
1: were <laughs> probably living outside, right? Like, yeah, what, it was just terrible. There was nothing there. And
0: Australia is can be pretty harsh conditions if you're not used to it. You know, yeah. hot, especially coming from England, yeah. where it's just, like, foggy all the time. In Australia, it's hot. It's harsh. They don't know how to farm there. They don't yeah. know how to grow things. Uh, they're not talking to the indigenous people in any kind of productive way. So it's really, it's really rough in the beginning um so just just again not pleasant but for some reason we're committed to making this work so by the 19th century 1800s um there's a governor who is in sydney and he he kind of has this idea i mean i'm sure he wasn't the first one but he he led the force i guess toward let's make this more than just a penal colony let's encourage the convicts to participate in society and and really expand this whole thing. Because by that point there's a significant portion of people there who came who were forced to come as convicts whose sentences have expired now. Oh, okay.
1: Right? So when they expired, uh, they just stayed there? Like did they have the option or any way to get back? I don't or was know. it kind of like all right you're free. Like, I bet it, here's where I you bet live it would now. be like
0: sure, you have the option to go back. It costs for the trip. And you're like, good God, I've been in prison for the past (laughs) seven years. I have literally zero dollars. So, you know, things like that where I I didn't see anything about that. But also at that point, it's like you're – he. I don't know. It just seems so overwhelming that I can imagine people just kind of feel like, okay, we're here. Let's do what we can do with this. So, so of course, the emancipated convicts had – Very heavy social stigma to deal with, as we know, even today, the same thing happens. Um, but they really contributed greatly to the new colonies. So,
1: at this point, were there uh non criminals on
0: in Australia, like from England? Because remember, even in the beginning, people who weren't convicts came. Oh, that's right, only
1: about half on the ship, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so there definitely were, but. There's a lot of people who who were convicts who are now emancipated, and they're they're working, they're they're helping build this new society, yeah. um, and and so they could work for wages now. You know, it became better for them. Again, all of this is <laughs> under the context of they're colonizing a land that belongs to other people. So none of this is positive. Yeah, but um, but you know, just just letting you know what's happening. So as the percentage of non-convict free people um, increases by the 1830s in Australia, there starts to become an opposition to this whole idea of just shipping convicts to Australia. They start to think and say, we're not into that. I want you to stop doing that. So um, so so opposition started by, like, the 1830s, like I said. Um, it wasn't until 1868 that the last convict ship arrived in Western Australia.
1: Wow, that's still pretty recently. Yeah, pretty recent. it's pretty recent Do you now. you say recent or recently? Recent? It would
0: depend um, on, I think, if it's an adjective or an adverb.
1: I just said, wow, that's pretty recent.
0: That's pretty recent. Okay. Mm-hmm. That being time. Adjective would describe a thing. Time. Let's go with that.
1: Okay. Thank you for the lesson. That That's uh, more recent than I would have yeah, thought.
0: for sure. And also, it was a pretty... It's a long time. It's almost 100 years. 1788 to 1868. Well, yeah. I guess it's exactly 80 years. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a long time.
1: The better part of a century, you could say.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, overall... More than 160,000 convicts were shipped from Whoa. England to Australia over that time period.
1: Also way more than I would have thought. I know. <laughs> this it's is crazy. utterly
0: ridiculous. 80% were men. 20% were women. Um, they were sent to New South Wales, Queensland, Tans- Tasmania, and Western Australia. But most of them were, were shipped to Sydney, which is, I guess, in New South Wales. Um, But soon, as as their sentences expired and whatever, they spread across the country. And so they spread out and just started living in different places. So, I have
1: a tough question.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. What percentage of Australians are descendants of British
0: criminals? Not a tough question. Same statistic everywhere. 20%. One in five.
1: Not tough in that it's unanswerable, but tough in that, like... Ooh, that's kind of weird. That well, one yeah, in five. No. Okay, so one in five. So the other eighty uh, percent are they also of British descent, going back a hundred or mean, so years? If you or... come
0: across a white person in Australia, I would say probably most of them are of British English descent. But uh-huh. again, it's like here where I can't speculate as to. Where people in Australia are from. I've never been to Australia. they may be from all right kinds of but there's places. of
1: course a majority.
0: Yeah so but yes, I saw in many places I mean that if twenty
1: percent come from criminals from England, I'm I'm sure that yeah. it, at least twenty percent if not the you know 60 70 percent are from right. also from England non-criminals.
0: Yeah so 20 um, wow. percent. yeah, yeah. so at at first, not at first I mean it's it's going on for a while. Uh, like I said, when people are first emancipated, there's shame associated with it. We have the same thing here. <laughs> like if you yeah, go yeah. to prison, there's a stigma attached to going to prison. No, nope. people don't necessarily give you the benefit of the doubt and care about what happened, what your circum- – you know. Yeah. People just judge you and whatever. You get labeled
1: and that's, yes, that's that.
0: exactly. So that was – it it was a point of contention for a while that it, if you know that such this is such a significant part of your past, how do you deal with it? But it seems like... Uh, but also when
1: it's such a significant part of your population, that seems like that would destigmatize it a bit. Or you at least have power in numbers when it's like, yeah, you know, one out of five of us has been there. Like, all right, well then,
0: yeah, but how much it, can you really it depend- vilify us? But I think it, you have to... Um, you have personal feelings about it, too. You can have personal shame about it. So even that's if there's true. a lot of you... Yeah, view, that's for sure. But in the... So I saw that in the 20th century, um, historians have helped change the perspective. And if you just think of the way that society has progressed and the way we think about a lot of things now, um, the perspective has changed by focusing on the injustice of transporting the convicts and also focusing on... What an excessive punishment it was for largely trivial crimes committed by impoverished people. Um, Well,
1: especially when you're talking about nine-year-olds and... 72 year old ladies. Yeah,
0: exactly. And of course I don't want to act like that was the majority of people because I don't know for sure, but Right,
1: but that just doesn't mm-hmm. in modern times in, you know, civilized countries like you don't prosecute 9 year olds.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. So we're trying to reframe it as you know, look at what these people actually survived, look yeah. at what they had to deal with, look at this, this is a, a Persecution, if you will, that they have overcome and now created this flourishing society. And
1: not to mention, like, okay, so you say you are 25 and you do steal money from somebody and you do get sentenced to 10 years and they do ship you to Australia. Okay, now you're 35, you're free, you haven't seen your family in 10 years, you can't get back to Australia, like, you just live there now, like, you never see your family again. I'm yeah. sure. So many of the 160,000 who went over there, like, just straight up never saw any of their family again.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And not to mention the idea, like you said, even if you were a 25-year-old who did something bad, assaulted someone, robbed someone, stole stuff, it's still... Do we believe in rehabilitation or not is how I often feel. If we do, we have to accept that, you know, maybe we, maybe we need to accept that people can become good. And not only can that individual become good, your descendants shouldn't bear the burden of something you did, you yeah. know? You shouldn't have a social stigma attached to the idea that one of your ancestors may have done something not good at some point, right?
1: Yeah, if your home country... Willingly sent your ancestors away. There's an argument for for having citizenship in that country, I would think. Yeah, right? I
0: have no, I have no idea, but yeah, maybe. Well, I mean,
1: considering that, some, like, you can get citizenship in certain countries simply if your parents were born there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, if my great grandpa was born there, and then like you guys, I guess in today's terms, unlawfully shipped him to a different country against his will, like. I you know if you just let nature take course like I would be British yeah and maybe I would rather have British citizenship compared right. to wherever you might be you know? yeah
0: I don't know I I mean I'm sure people have addressed that in this I, I'm sure they too, they, have, they have to yeah, yeah and you know find it and I think it's even more difficult sometimes for black people in this country to trace their roots and actually know where which countries they may have come from but even
1: Africa. then they didn't their home countries didn't boot them out it was it was yeah that's true americans going over there and bringing them back so that's true i I mean you i get there's still an argument to be made to be like uh can i get citizenship here because this is where i was from yeah that's that's true but i get
0: it it's not the home country yeah uh bad action yeah um so so yeah so this is what i meant when i like kind of did that preface in the beginning this is a complicated topic right it's heavy if there's so much that um it's it's just terrible. It's just like all over terrible. Yeah, well, I think
1: you did. A, I, and I wasn't expecting this, but I think you did a great job of um, filling us in why this happened yeah. and what events led to the overcrowding and the poor economic situation that involved mm-hmm. that made the crime high in the first place. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think you painted a good a good picture. Like I, this makes sense to me now. I I can totally. Yeah. I don't know when you hear oh, yeah, Australians, just a bunch of, like, that's where England sent all their criminals. Like, that sounds so wacky and it sounds so, like, mm-hmm. almost funny Yeah, you want to hear the mm-hmm. story about it. But right. then when you hear this story, it's like, oh, yeah, I guess this is kind of not so different compared to, like, I don't know, other people fleeing their country or or slaves getting taken from their country right. or people mm-hmm. – like. You know, like it just yeah. doesn't seem so unfamiliar now. Yeah. And it's certainly m- much less funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um,
0: I, yeah, this is, and honestly, this kind of thing is like exactly why I ever wanted to do this podcast. is learning things that, first of all, you don't know about. Maybe you have an inkling about. And that once you learn about them, it just gives you a greater perspective on the world and history and, and things that happen today. You know, I feel yeah. like learning about this... Gives you a better perspective to judge things that are happening today. You know what I yeah. mean? And I thought it oh, was yeah, really, for sure. it was really interesting to me because I've never thought of it this way. But Australia felt so much like here when I was reading about it, especially obviously with the whole indigenous population. You know, it, it was the same thing yeah. as here, um, where they just showed up. Did you know that Aboriginal Australians? Um, when when they got there when these white English people got there in 1788 uh there were over a million Aboriginal Australians living there their culture goes back 40,000 years you can trace it back 40,000 years it is the longest in the world that you can trace back outside of Africa isn't it that- like amazing. Yes, that I, is crazy. This made me think I need to learn a lot about Indigenous Australians. Well, but... there's
1: that book. Uh, remember <laughs> that book I was reading a while ago? Uh, I think I think that I read a book a while ago that was talking about like the earliest civilizations, and I think it was Guns, Germs, and Steel.
0: Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I
1: did read that book, well, but I, I'm just like kind of forgetting if that's the exact title that uh, that was uh, talking about this, but yeah, they, they talk a lot about that.
0: I was just going to say, it's the same thing as here where, you know, how we hear about how the Europeans who came here brought smallpox, whether intentionally or unintentionally at times, and that Wiped out the Native American population here. Mm-hmm. It did the same thing in Australia, like smallpox. Oh, the really? Same disease. Yeah. yeah I mean,
1: I guess that makes sense. It was around the same time, more or less. Yeah. Coming from the same area.
0: Yeah, it's it's really interesting because Australia, um, they have the same issue that we do, except it seems to be more explicit there, where uh, they, there's like two different ways to view Australian history. Australian meaning colonized Australian history. Uh, They refer to it as when they first got here and they were basically warring with the natives the the way they were here too, like fighting them because they're taking over their land. Um, They refer to that time as the Black Wars. And then they also... Uh, refer then they have a different perspective which is called the white blindfold view of their history Uh and that's perpetuating the idea that it was largely peaceful transition and it made me think of like when when i was little in school learning about like thanksgiving and the natives and the pilgrims together and everyone's happy versus what we know now which is no, that that doesn't make any sense. That's not what happens when you come to someone's land where they have been living for all these years and you just take it over. No one is like, yeah, this is great. I'll just die of smallpox and you can take everything. You know, it's, yeah. not, it's not a peaceful, happy thing. Um, yeah,
1: the more we talk about it, it, I'm like really surprised at how similar the, yeah, the backstories are too. of the United States and Australia.
0: Yeah, me too. I think, and again, it's just another thing that's like, we should learn about it. How yeah. how have they handled it? What have they done to make it right or address it or whatever it is? Maybe they're doing better than us. Maybe they're doing worse. But at least we could learn from each other and try and have a more positive and productive future. Is how I think about it.
1: Let's shake on that.
0: Okay, that was interesting, though, right?
1: That was really really cool. Yeah, that was a uh, a pretty wild ride. I think, it like was. I said, I was expecting something a lot. F- f- I don't know, funnier is not exactly the right word, but a lot more uh, lighter, something mm-hmm. that's more more yeah. of a funny story, or like a funny, t- you know, an interesting way to describe what happened, less so much like a, a very serious um, historical shift mm-hmm. of a culture.
0: Yeah, 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 gives us a lot to think about.
1: Pretty cool.
0: Cool. Well, now we can go there, and... Not point at people and say, "Are you the descendant of convicts? Are you the descendant of convicts?"
1: <laughs> Although I'm gonna, we're gonna sit in a restaurant and I'm gonna be like, "At least three people in here must be descended from convicts."
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll be thrilling.
1: I wouldn't do that, Australia.
0: No, we love you, Australia. We're excited do we have to any come listeners see you. in you. Yeah, we do.
1: That's pretty awesome.
0: How do you say? What do they say? Good day. Good day. <laughs> Good day, guys. <laughs>